This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Gold Dedlani, Chief of Pediatric Cardiology at Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida. Dr. Dedlani, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Yes, thank you for the invitation. It's an honor and a privilege to be here today. Before we dive into the questions, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. My name is Gal Dedlani. I'm the Chief of Pediatric Cardiology at Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida. I went into pediatric cardiology uh, because I had a sister born with congenital heart disease and um, underwent surgery at at one year of age. And I was always amazed that you could take a child that would have otherwise um, died, um, allow them to have a successful cardiac surgery, and they go on and have a wonderful quality of life afterwards. So my goal is always to Um, treat every child um, similar to my sister and um, try to allow them to have the best quality of life possible and really to be able to prevent cardiovascular disease when possible. Um, Today in America, about one one out of three individuals will die of some form of cardiovascular disease. So um, from a clinical side and a business side, as we look to our population-based health, um, one of the best things that we can do is prevent cardiovascular disease within our uh, local communities and across the United States. That's fantastic. And what an inspiring story about, you know, what, what, witnessing how doctors were able to save your sister and then taking that on to the patients that you work with. How do you impart that kind of passion to your team to make sure that, you know, all the physicians and nurses and everybody that you're working with really has that same passion as they approach patients? Yeah, I think we always try to follow the golden rule and, um, you know, try to treat um, everyone as, as with the same level of care that we would want to be treated as a patient. Um, and we take that approach both in our clinic and in our inpatient units uh, here at Nemours and um, really uh, try to hire staff that um, also want to live, live by that golden rule with that. So every time we see a patient, we really try to um, treat them as if they were one of our own family members and give them the care that we would want for ourselves or our own family member. That's fantastic. Now, diving into the questions, what are the top three biggest issues that you're seeing in cardiology today? Sure. I think from a, a cardiac perspective, uh, cardiology is a wonderful field, number one, just from um, the breadth of the care that uh, patients get because cardiovascular disease occurs in the womb, in children, in adolescents, and in adults. Um, So it really runs the whole uh, gamut of the the spectrum of life uh, with that. And I think the three three biggest issues that we see are uh, for healthcare systems are really the um, integration of information technology across an enterprise uh, to be able to care for that spectrum of disease uh, from the womb all the way through to adulthood. And that may include um, integration of an electronic medical record, of the rhythm-related testing, the echocardiograms, the cardiac cath, the electrophysiology procedures, and advanced cardiac imaging with MRIs and CTs, because cardiology requires a very um, in-depth approach for IT-related solutions. And I think integrating those for a healthcare organization um, can be one of the largest tasks uh, that they have in order to have multiple locations with cardiovascular services um, across the country and providing the highest level of care. 
Got it. I, I think that's so fascinating to think about the type of technologies and how everything is advancing. How do you see heart care evolving in the next 18 months or so, especially given some of the new technologies available? Yeah, I think in the next 18 months, when we look at cardiovascular care, I think one of the biggest things is that telemedicine is here to stay. You know, COVID um, and the quarantines uh, that occurred with with uh, COVID have um, really stimulated telehealth um, in multiple facets uh, throughout medicine. In cardiology, um, at our institution here, we have utilized that uh, not only for initial patient visits to take histories and triage patients, um, but also for follow-up calls uh, to review labs, to review imaging-related studies, and to do remote consults uh, for uh, patients who live farther away from our uh, institution that need those prior to surgery or a heart cath or an electrophysiology procedure. So I, I think um, as we look at telemedicine, it will be here to stay. I think organizations need to be able to utilize that and uh, continue to leverage that for their uh, patient populations. Got it. That, that makes sense. And I know it can be very convenient to have that telemedicine application and availability for patients. I'm wondering, are there any challenges that you foresee in making this broader transition to more telemedicine and virtual care? Yeah, I think it does, you know, revolutionize um, the type of care that we're getting. So I, I think um, as practitioners and organizations look at telehealth, um, you have to have go into that with an open mind, that it is a new level of technology. Um, I, I think our younger crowd uh, out there have grown up with cell phones, computers, are very computer savvy. And um, I think the patient population in America today wants to have care as close to home or at home if possible. So I think for as much that you can do to keep uh, families at home and not have to travel, I think telehealth answers many of those uh, things for us. From a, an issue standpoint, I think um, a manpower and an infrastructure um, commitment has to be made by organizations in order to do that. Uh, Nemours was on the forefront of that, um, leveraging telehealth um, even prior to COVID and um, really set us up well for uh, when the quarantines uh, hit with that. And we continue to wanna expand that as uh, we look to the future over the next 18 months with that. Got it, that makes a lot of sense. Now, what are you excited about today and what makes you nervous? Well, I think we are super excited about the opportunities that uh, cardiac care has in the future uh, for patients and um, from a business uh, standpoint. When you look at cutting edge technologies within uh, cardiology, uh, the genomics of cardiology, stem cell therapies in cardiology, all allow for personalized medicine in the future. And hopefully and down the road, um, personalized medicine within cardiology will continue to expand so that the cardiac medications that you are on uh, will be tested um, you know, to know that those are the right ones for you. And for those that need valve replacements or heart replacements, uh, can you uh, grow a valve or can you grow a heart in the future? Uh, we remain optimistic that those will both become possibilities in the future as uh, cardiac technology continues to evolve. 
Got it. Yeah, that does sound really exciting and, and very revolutionary in terms of the type of treatment that patients could get and, you know, how quickly they'd be able to recover and more normally resume some of the, the things that they'd like to be doing. Um, I'm wondering, is there anything from your perspective that um, it will be kind of a struggle for cardiologists or heart patients as they're making a transition into some of these new areas? Yeah, I think um, especially, uh, you know, post-COVID, staffing becomes a, a, a big issue. So one, um, having adequate staffing uh, within hospitals over the last year um, has been an issue. Um, and number two is having staff with the technology background to support uh, the cardiac infrastructure that we need is also a challenge as well. So working with universities and um, colleges across the country um, in your local community, I think, uh, to have training programs that allow for uh, staff uh, to be continually trained on these different technologies and as new technologies evolve that they have uh, current uh, training on those, those uh, to be able to come into the workforce and supply hospital uh, systems uh, with high, highly uh, qualified candidates uh, will be important. Got it. That, that's really interesting to know. Um, uh, before we wrap up our conversation here, can you share three pieces of advice for emerging physician leaders today? Sure. I think number one, change is constant. So I think you have to stay current and remain flexible as a leader um, to adapt over time. Number two, I think you want to always follow the golden rule. Uh, treat your uh, staff and your patients as if you'd want to be treated uh, yourself and you will always have a successful program. And number three, I think you wanna prevent, prevent, and prevent cardiovascular disease. One out of three people will pass away from cardiovascular disease, be that a heart attack or a stroke or other form of cardiovascular disease. So I think you wanna remain a strong advocate for cardiovascular disease for the patients that you care for and in your local communities to really advocate for the highest level of cardiovascular care within your community. That really, you know, are, are three really strong points. And to follow up on your last point and looking at prevention, I know it's something that is so important, as you said. Is there anything that, you know, you as a, an individual physician can do with patients to really make sure they understand or community members to understand how important that prevention piece is and, um, you know, get across that message um, that, you know, hasn't um, worked in the past? Sure. In our local community, we've worked with, um, you know, both our local school districts here for pediatric cardiology um, and with our local heart association and with other nonprofit groups to really advocate for um, cardiovascular care. Um, we've done this to the level of supporting um, legislation for uh, CPR uh, within the state of Florida, and we have also uh, worked uh, locally um, with nonprofit groups to uh, um, provide uh, EKG screening for uh, student athletes within our community to prevent sudden uh, cardiac arrest. Dr. Dunlani, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been really a fascinating discussion, and I'm excited to connect with you again in the future. No, thank you very much for the invitation, and we're honored and privileged to participate.